There is a debate in our culture when it comes to using shame in parenting. The first camp says that we are reaping the immorality of having no shame in our culture. That view is described in Philippians 3.19. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. The second camp says that shaming itself is inappropriate for believers. Romans 10.11 reads, as scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. This is the Homeschool Sanity Show, the episode where we will consider the use of shame in parenting. I'm Dr. Melanie Wilson, Christian psychologist turned homeschool mom and curriculum author. And this is the podcast, helping you wave goodbye to worry and say hello to a happy homeschool. Hey, homeschoolers. My desire with this episode is not to tell you what to do as a parent, but to give you principles to consider with respect to shame in parenting. Prayerful consideration will help you avoid pitfalls and help you point your kids to a merciful Savior who doesn't want them to bear the shame of unrepentant sin. Before we begin, let's talk about what shame is specifically. Shame is similar to guilt in that it is used to provoke repentance, but unlike guilt, shame can continue even when there is repentance and forgiveness. Shame can use social, religious, and family norms to help control behavior. That might be demonstrated in parental disappointment and even to the point of shunning a person in order to punish them for their sins. Use of shame can suggest that character rather than behavior or a choice is at fault. And unlike guilt, shame tends to continue even after the sin has been dealt with. Why do parents use shame? The first reason a parent might choose to use shame is because they are dealing with an unrepentant or unredeemed child who does not see the problem with their behavior. Another reason a parent might choose to use shame in parenting is that it was used with them. This is what they remember and it becomes reflexive to use shame in their own parenting. Probably the main reason parents choose to use shame in their parenting is because it is highly effective. Shame is incredibly painful and most likely the majority of children would choose to have a spanking over being shamed because the pain can be so long lasting. And then a final reason I would suggest why parents may use shame in their parenting is because they are fearful of being shamed because of their kid's behavior. Their child does something that could bring shame on them as the parent And there is a great deal of fear and a desire for avoidance 
of that public shaming or shaming in their religious or or a local community. And so the parent uses what is the nuclear option, in my opinion, in terms of discipline to shame their child, to prevent the sin from happening again, to punish it. Now, what are some factors we should consider in thinking about shame in parenting? We do not have to give up disciplining our kids if we choose not to use shame with them. An unwillingness to use shame does not mean that there will not be consequences for sin and misbehavior, that there will be an ignoring of the behavior. When we think about using shame in our discipline strategy, we want to think about whether or not our child is repentant. We want to consider whether or not our child knows Jesus as their personal savior. When thinking about shame as discipline, we want to consider whether or not our child is repentant, and in particular, whether or not our child has declared Jesus Christ their personal savior. In the case of a child who is repentant, who does recognize that Jesus is their only hope of salvation, we may not need to use shame as the nuclear option of discipline, if you will. Likely, we would only have to consider giving consequences for the misbehavior, even if that consequence is a lecture or a deep discussion about the harm that has been done by the sinful behavior. We want to consider the possibility that using shame in our discipline strategy can make our kids feel that love is conditional. When our kids feel that our love for them is conditional, it can damage their confidence and their self-esteem, especially if a child believes that the sin occurred because of some defect in their personhood or character, something that they can do nothing about. The child can then live in fear of being shunned, rejected from their peer group, from a job, from a relationship. And this is a serious negative of using shame in our parenting. And then I would say even more importantly, using shame as a discipline strategy can distance a child from God because the child then believes that this, in fact, is how God views them, that they are irredeemable, that their character is so poor that there is really no hope for them. There is no forgiveness. There is no relief from the shame as there would be with legitimate guilt that was repented from. 
I wanted to look at Scripture because we want to emulate God in our parenting. And I could think of no worse behavior than King David's. If you need a reminder of the story, in 2 Samuel, we read about King David not going off to war with his with his army and even taking a nap in the afternoon. That is something that I had missed from many previous readings. So he is napping in the afternoon. He wakes up and sees a married woman bathing on the rooftop. Don't know exactly what was going on there, (laughs) but if you know the rest of the story, you know that he has her brought to him. He commits adultery with her, impregnates her, and then arranges to have her husband, who was one of his great warriors, his great leaders in his army, he arranges to have him killed in battle. So Nathan the prophet comes to David and tells him a story about sheep and a little lamb and a rich man killing his neighbors, his poor neighbors, little lamb to feed to company. And David, of course, is outraged by this. And then Nathan announces, you are the man. And this is where it gets really interesting because if God is going to shame David, here is where it should happen. Yet in 2 Samuel 12, this is what we read. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. I gave you all Israel and Judah. And if all this had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now, therefore, the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. This is what the Lord says. Out of your own household, I am going to bring calamity on you. Before your very eyes, I will take your wives and give them to one who is close to you, and he will sleep with your wives in broad daylight. You did it in secret, but I will do this thing in broad daylight before all Israel. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, The Lord has taken away your sin. You are not going to die. But because by doing this, you have shown utter contempt for the Lord, the son born to you will die. And if you want to read the rest of that passage, you are certainly welcome to do that. But some things really jumped out at me about this passage. First of all, the Lord never calls David names. He never says, you are a murderer, you are an adulterer, you are a disgrace, you are an embarrassment to me. 
all of these things that would be shaming him. Now, you could argue that giving a description of all the ways that he has sinned is shaming him, but I don't agree with that. I think instead it was reminding him of his sin, calling him out on his sin without shaming him, which he, if someone's going to be shamed, David definitely qualified for shame. Yet, I don't believe we have evidence there that that is what God did. Was he disciplined? Was he called out? Absolutely. The Lord explains what he did, how he despised his word and took all of his grace and his generosity for granted. And I believe that in our own parenting, we should do that. We should say, this is what you did, and this is the impact of your choice. But we don't have to, in most cases, shame in addition to that by maligning a child's character and implying that the person, our child, is not redeemable. I encourage you to continue praying about the use of shame in your parenting. I encourage you to do your own Bible study on the issue. I have learned that God, in his grace and mercy, will discipline us. And I believe he always calls us to discipline our children and never to ignore their sin. But when our children are repentant, when they know they have a Savior and that they need a Savior, we probably don't have to use shame as a discipline strategy. Instead, like God did with David, we can use consequences. Consequences that are logical consequences in many cases. The punishments that fit the crime while acknowledging our continuing love for our child and our belief that our child can do better going forward. To find any scriptures that I have mentioned in this episode, go to homeschoolsanity.com slash shame. Have a happy homeschool week. Thank you for joining me on the journey to homeschool sanity. I would love to continue the conversation. You can find me on social media at Homeschool Sanity. And if you haven't heard it lately, let me remind you, you're doing a great job. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.